Welcome to our Reach Next Generation podcast. I'm Grace Jeffries and I'm thinking about my future. To help me do this, I'm speaking with successful women to get an understanding of the challenges they have faced throughout their careers, how they overcame them and what tips they have for girls of my age. Today my guest is Caroline Colm Seymour, who is People and Operations Director at BCG Digital Ventures, part of the renowned Boston Consulting Group. Thanks for joining me today, Caroline. Can we start by you telling us all how you how your career took you to BCG and have you always been interested in big business? Hello, Grace. First of all, thank you for having me. Um, a really good question to start with. I basically started my working life in an investment bank in the research and analyst department analysing European companies. Um, and basically that helped the sales team make investment decisions for their clients. Uh, it was a great first job. Uh, and it really showed me how basically we it was important to work in a team and about the financial industry. Um, however, you talk about interest in big business. I was, but it was um, it wasn't necessarily the environment I wanted to work in. Um, I realised so interestingly, I moved to, um, to two small startup businesses, and this gave me access to all sorts of levels of people and let me sort of really understand all elements of the business, which was really interesting. Um, the thing was with the startup business is it didn't necessarily let me have the progression I wanted. So uh, therefore, the opportunity for BCG came along and, and I jumped at the chance. Basically, it was to be an internal researcher. So it came sort of on the back of what I'd been doing. Um, and I jumped at it because BCG uh, is a very strong brand and had a great scope for progression. When you were at school, did you know what you wanted to be or did that happen later in life? Absolutely not. No way did I know what I wanted to be. Um, it was, um, I knew I loved maths and Latin um, with a spattering of sort of science and history, uh, but I had no idea what I wanted to do. And, and I think it's still um, difficult to know what you want to do because there's so many jobs out there and you're trying to determine what, what am I good at? What do I like? Um, and so it actually is another sort of, I suppose I also think about it, we're constant, constantly learning. So um, it came much later um, when I knew what I wanted to do. In fact, when I started working in the investment bank, it was a temp job. But it fortunately for me, it was it sort of was an area that I was really interested in. Perhaps it was the math side of it and the financial side, uh, not necessarily the Latin. So, uh, so no, definitely, definitely didn't know at school. And I'm not sure many people know um, definitely what they want to do um, or even later in life. Um, but as long as you enjoy what you do, then I think that that can help to success. Did you go to university and how important do you think it is to go? So no, I didn't. Um, I did have a place. However, as I mentioned before, I took a temp job at an investment bank to earn money for my gap year that I was going to take before university. Um, and then this temp job, I loved it. I loved working. I had a passion and interest in what I was doing. And there was a um, permanent job that came up and they offered it to me. So um there was a lot of umming and ahhing and a lot of discussions with my father, as you can imagine, and I decided to stay working. Um, and actually, I have 
I loved it. It was a difficult decision. Uh, all my friends were going to university um, and I never regretted it. Um, but it's certainly it has certainly been harder to open some doors along the way by not going. But I don't regret it. Obviously, we have all been hit hard by COVID as shops are only just reopening. How have you had to deal with the COVID-19 issues, say, in the office? Uh, um, so, yes, we have absolutely been hit. I work in an office in Soho um, in London. And so we had to close down last March um, when when sort of all employees need to work remotely. Now, as a business, um, as you can imagine, being digital ventures, we're fortunate enough that we had um, sort of high tech technology that meant we could easily manage this. And our number one priority all along has been the well-being of our employees. Um, and that's actually been difficult because people have had different situations to deal with. The lockdown has not been easy. People have either been on their own, so having to work in isolation, or they have been in, in sort of um, in groups where there are sort of whether it's family situations or homeschooling and so people have had a lot of different situations to deal with um, and and so all along we have really sort of worked to be transparent and open about uh, the opportunities that we can provide to 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 allow people to talk to us if they need to um, to have some online zoom events to allow that sort of collaboration um, and it's been really important for both myself and other leaders to sort of realize the important role that we have to play in this coming back to um, the office i'm guessing that you're in the office now and it looks like quite a modern building in the inside do you think yeah. that the company itself reflects um being modern in say like the way they work and the way they think uh, yes our environment is really important to us so we've been in our office now for three years and uh, we really the way we work is very much around collaboration we collaborate with our clients we have clients in-house with us um, we have a lot of times where we need to have we have different teams so we have um, teams of engineers we have teams of designers and people need different working environments so some people want to have some time on their own to do some individual work sometimes you need to be working in a team so yes absolutely our office environment um, has lots of individual collaborative space as well as lots of different meeting rooms shapes sizes stand-up desks low-down desks um, and so we really try and cater to the different working environments that um, our employees need and yes, I am in the office, which is quite unusual because uh, at the moment we've got our office open for the world. So I'm doing sort of probably one day a week. Let's talk about your career break and your event flowers business. Um, yeah. Tell me more about your experience doing that. Okay, so yes, it was a complete. It was a complete change from what I'd been doing. I'd been working for twenty years in um, in sort of as I say investment banking and startups and BCG, and I. I had a global role in BCG, which meant at the time I was on a plane a lot of the time, uh, traveling to different meetings. Uh, and my husband was also um, working away a lot. And we had three young children. And it just our family life was just rather chaotic. So um, I made the decision that I wanted to change being from a global role. Uh, I looked at different options. And actually, um, I decided I wanted to be 
sort of at home, based around home more. And flowers have always been a passion of mine, sort of creating um, displays to um, sort of growing them. And also uh, friends of mine in the past had asked me to create their wedding flowers for them. So I knew it was something that I enjoyed doing. So I decided to set up a business uh, in basically in corporate and event flowers as well as weddings. Um, and I ran the business for three years, really loved it. Um, I loved that daily interaction with flowers and the joy they bring to people uh, and would have probably been doing that still if BCG hadn't called me to tell me about the opportunity about digital ventures and um, and yes and here I am <laughs> sort of back in the working sort of corporate world. Um, let's, there's a lot of talk about pay quality generally how well do you think women are catching up with men's sal salaries and getting those top jobs? Good question. And um, we probably don't have enough time to talk um, about the full answer in this um, in some ways. So I think it's certainly moving in the right direction. Um, if I, I mean, I've been working in um, now for sort of over 30 years and it's certainly different now to how it was, um, although I still think we've got a way to go. Um, and I think one of the reasons um, is that it goes beyond pure discrimination of women being paid less than a man for an equal job. Um, as your question asks, it's also about women getting top jobs. And in this area, I think that until there is more flexibility in roles and a change in attitudes and mindset about caring responsibilities in a family, there will be an inequality. Um, and so uh, there's a society called the Fawcett Society that campaigns for gender equality and women's rights in the workplace. And, um, and they've carried out a lot of research. And basically they've identified that, that it is around this um, change in attitude and as I say flexibility about roles. Uh, in BCG um, and in DV that I work in, um, equal pay is grounded our values. Um, we ensure um, we have an equ a sort of equitable base pay and bonus and it's rewarded on people's performance rather than gender. Um, and our benefits actively encourage equality. So, for example, uh, most, if not all, of the men in our organisation, in DV, uh, take equal um, paternity leave to maternity leave. And so it really um, helps that gender sort of equality um, really um, starts the conversation going, really starts building that equality in, in responsibilities. Uh, because often as you get towards sort of top jobs, there are times where actually it coincides with other caring responsibilities, whether that's children or older parents. Um, and so it, that, that's what I mean when we really need to think that it's both men, women and men that can, can look at those caring responsibilities. Earlier you mentioned that you have um, three kids mm -hmm. and so you, you went out to BCG so you could spend more time with them and be at home more. But now that, I, now that you're back at BCG, um, mm. how have you had to juggle, how have you found it different and how have you, how have you had to juggle the work life with the more family and personal life? Uh, good question. So when I came back um, to sort of into BCG Digital Ventures, uh, I had a different role. It, first of all, it wasn't a global role. It was um, a London based role. So I had much more control over 
my the sort of my commuting, I suppose, and, and when I could be at home. Um, and also my children were older and that made a difference. Um, and they're now um, they're now sort of in their late teens and early 20s. So it's very, very different. Um, but but yeah, juggling it, it, it is a challenge. And so I needed to make decisions um, and we as a family made decisions um, about that. And there have been times when my husband has changed sort of roles that he's done so that um, he can he can be around sort of at home, sort of in those times that sort of dropping off at school or picking up um, in the evening. Uh, but as I say, that's now we've now moved on from that. But at the time, it was around making decisions for us. It was around making decisions around flexibility of roles and organisations that understood that flexibility. When we look at social media, which I know played a huge part in your job and everyone's lives, what advice would you give girls my age about how to use it and not to use it? Goodness me, social media. So I do think social media and technology um, can be great. It is an amazing thing. Uh, but like all things, there need to be guidelines over use so that it stays healthy. So I would say that probably there are five bits of advice I'd give children and girls your age. Uh, one is, uh, and some of them are easier said than done, <laughs> one is to set limits with yourself on when and how often you use it. Uh, it's not healthy to be waking up in the middle of the night and checking social media. So it really is important to have that strength to, to set limits. One is, I would also say, not to post things when you're feeling highly emotional about things. Um, and this probably goes to sending emails as well, but, but definitely around social media. Uh, I would say that the third is um, it's never too early to start promoting um, a healthy, positive online um, image. Um, and in, and in sort of, I suppose, in line with that is number four, which would be to regularly search for yourself online. And I know that sounds sort of odd, but it's worth checking what others see when they when they search for your name. Um, that's both around sort of the verbal sort of word, but also uh, the written word, sorry, or rather um, the pictures as well. And if it's not right or it doesn't sit well with you, then research how to delete it. And then the fifth one is to really remember that real personal relationships are the ones that mean most in life and they're the ones that are going to be remaining with you. Have you had any mentors or have there been anyone that you particularly admire? Um, so two people spring to mind when um, I'm asked this question. One is um, she's an author um, or has, she wrote a book. She's a woman called Edith Eager. She wrote a book called The Choice, and she is now, I think, in her late 80s, early 90s. And she was um, uh, she was um, a child, a, a young teenager when she was sent to a concentration camp. And oh, wow. I really admire her because she really shows courage in the face of adversity. She has embraced opportunities all through her life. She moved to America. She um, retrained. She's become a really sort of eminent sort of psychologist. And and also uh, she really, truly shows the art of forgiveness, uh, which I think is an important trait. 
So that's somebody I really admire um, and her book is fascinating. Um, And then somebody else who I think has been a mentor and really showed me how to be a leader is um, basically it's one of my bosses, uh, one of my first bosses, somebody I worked with for six years. Um, And his traits really stuck with me. He was always respectful of others. Uh, and he treated everybody equally. Um, and we're talking, um, he was my boss, gosh, probably um, 20 years ago now. Uh, he always listened to others and to put the other people's point of view. And he was always ready to learn from all team members. So he was he was prepared to say, actually, I'm going to change my mind because I think that's a better idea. Um, and that's sometimes difficult to say as a leader. So, and I've really tried to take those learnings on um, as I lead others today. Well, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Caroline. Thank you so much. And I'm sure everyone listening will now be thinking about some of the choices they're about to make in their careers. Keep listening to the Reach Next Generation podcast as I talk to many more brilliant women. Thank you to our sponsors, Haynes Watts and Levi Strauss, for their amazing support.